Good morning and welcome to our sermon, The Resurrection Focused, Living with Guaranteed Hope. Our focus today comes from the, the readings in Acts and the readings in 1 Peter, where we see that we as Christians, as people who follow Jesus who has risen from the dead, we have a hope, but it's a special type of hope. It's a hope different to what this world can offer. offer. And so we're going to explore that in our sermon today. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for coming to this world, for showing how much you care for us, for not only coming to help us, but really help us through your Son's death and resurrection. Lord, as we reflect on how this impacts our lives today and our future, Open our hearts and our minds to hear from you. May we be blessed from you. May your spirit speak to us. May your spirit give us comfort where we need comfort, guidance where we need guidance, but also purpose where we need purpose. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Throughout history there have been events that have changed the course of life. And even if we look at our own lives, we can probably see some of those events. Not just on a major scale, but also on a personal scale. On a personal scale, it could have been we've met somebody and that's dramatically changed us. We could have had an accident and that could have changed us. We could have had the birth of somebody in our lives or the death of somebody. Or maybe we just happened to be in the right place at the right time and something good happened. But on a global scale, there have been events that have changed the course of history as well. And if in recent times, when we think about September 11th, or even the coronavirus and how much that has affected us as people today, and how much it's likely to affect us in the future. But there's also been wars and attacks. But there's been inventions. There's been good and bad things that have happened that have changed the course of history. But there's one event for us as Christians and for the entire world if it opens up its mind and heart to receive this message. There's this one event the resurrection of Jesus, which has changed the course of history for you and for me. And so for us to be people who follow Jesus, who follow his resurrection as a life-changing event, we start to recognise that it changes our future and it changes also our lives today. It changes how we see life today, how we go about relating to people. Because with the resurrection comes the promises of God. The promises of love and forgiveness. The promise that God is never going to leave us. And because of the resurrection, we can live with guaranteed hope. Our focus text for today comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 26 to 27. And you'll also find it in Psalm 16, verses 9 to 10. Because that's, it's a quote an actual quote from King David's psalm. Listen to those words again. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let, my ho let your Holy One see decay. We also have a hope. We also have, this hope is also explained to us. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, our other reading for today. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his grace, mer great mercy, he has given us a new birth 
into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. So let's have a look a bit closer at our reading from Acts chapter 2. We see the context, the setting of our reading is that uh, Pentecost has just occurred. In Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 13, we see that the gift of the Holy Spirit has been given to the church. The the disciples had waited in Jerusalem like they were told to do and waited for God's power to come on them and they've received this gift of the Holy Spirit. And you see our reading today is part of a, a bigger speech, a bigger sermon from Peter. In Acts chapter 2, verses 14 to 41, we find this sermon. Have a look at how this sermon unfolds. In verses 14 to 15, Peter basically says, Take notice. What has happened is not from this world, but from God. When he says to the people, These people aren't drunk, but this has come from the Spirit. He is reminding them that what has happened is from God. But he's also about to point point them to something. That what Jesus has done in rising from the dead is not from this world, but from God. And in supporting that this was going to happen, this is part of God's plan, Peter actually quotes a prophecy from Joel. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to 32. And then we have our reading for today. Where... Peter draws us to and draws those early listeners to the fact that Jesus has risen from the dead. But not only that, he has highlighted that this is the key to life. It's the key to God's message for us. Then after our reading, we see that Jesus is now at the right hand of the Father because the time of Jesus' sermon, Jesus has already ascended into heaven. And so he's telling people he's not here now, but he is at the God's right hand. And then he concludes the sermon with reminding us of God's promises and drawing us to have a response. And the last part of chapter 2 highlights the importance, the importance of the believing community. Why it's important for Christians to gather together to pray and to support and to encourage each other. Which is all part of being resurrected focus. And we're going to look at that particular reading in a few weeks' time. One of the interesting facts about today's sermon is that Peter is the preacher. That Peter is the preacher. And there's some things that help us understand how important today's sermon is when we look at the background and who Peter actually is. If we look at Acts chapter 4, verses 13 we're told that Peter is, an un, is untrained in the Jewish religion. And we know from the stories of the early calling of the disciples, Jesus was a fisherman. But there's this reminder that Peter was untrained in the Jewish religion. And that's important because he's not coming as somebody who is an expert in Jewish law, but he's somebody, some, coming as somebody who's been affected by his experience and his relationship with the resurrected Jesus. The other thing we see about Peter is we see that he's a high-profile disciple. We see he's a spokesman, often to Jesus, on behalf of the other disciples. So he has respect from the other disciples. But we also see him as a high-profile disciple 
amongst the wider community, including non-believers, who would often come to him to ask, ask questions and to ask for information. Most of us also know that there was an interaction with Jesus where Jesus changes Peter's name and Peter becomes the rock. Now, there's a lot of debate in Christianity about what this actually means. But one of the strongest arguments is that it's not Peter who becomes the rock, but his confession that Jesus is the Christ means that he's the rock and on which he's going to build his church. And you can see that in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. The other thing we know about Peter is he, he denied Jesus three times. Three times he denied Jesus, if you recall the Easter story. And you can read about that in John chapter 18, verses 15 to 27. And then after Jesus has risen from the dead, Peter has spent basically seven weeks with the resurrected Jesus. Could you imagine that? The person you thought was dead, the person you had followed, the person who is now alive, you had an opportunity to spend with them. We know what Thomas did when he met Jesus in person, in flesh and blood. We know what Thomas did, don't we? Because we heard that in our Gospel reading today. He went, my God and my Lord. He basically praised and revered and worshipped him on the spot. Well, Peter, Peter had the opportunity, like the other disciples, for seven weeks to spend time with Jesus. And during that time we see him eating with Jesus, in John chapter 21, verses 1 to 14. But we also see something else important happen. We see that Jesus confirms his love to John, to Peter. And Peter confirms his love to Jesus. And we also see that Peter is given his commission or his purpose in life to go and feed the sheep and to care for the sheep. And he's not talking about sheep with wool, but he's talking about the sheep of the church. And so all this has happened just before Peter preached this sermon. And so you can see the impact, the impact on being with the resurrected Jesus has had on Peter. So there's a challenge for you and me out of this. The challenge is that we need to spend time with the resurrected Jesus. Because when we do, we'll see life differently. We'll see God differently. We'll be reminded and we'll, we'll be, receive forgiveness. And we'll see God at work. We'll experience God's love and grace. Not only that, our mission, our mission in life will become clearer. And so I encourage you to think about how can you spend more time with the resurrected Jesus? Think about being devoted to worship. Not just listening to a worship service, but being part of that worship service and allowing that worship service to have meaning for you. And making that a priority in your life. Think about making a priority in your life Bible study and Bible devotion, spending every day reading part of Scripture, but also joining Bible studies like we have online. It's important to discuss Jesus with others. Because as we do, we gain other perceptions of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. The other thing that's important to note and helpful for us when we unpack today's reading is this. Is Christian hopes differ 
from other hopes. Most of the time when I say I hope for something, it's like a wish. I'm not quite sure whether it's going to come true. I may have, I may have had a quick prayer to God, but I'm not quite sure whether he's going to answer that prayer. I may be hoping that the hard work I've done is going to pay off and produce results. Sometimes some of our hopes are more likely to come true than others, aren't they? Most of the hopes in the world are about we want something to happen, but we're not sure. We're not sure if it actually is going to happen until it happens. And yet the Christian hope, when you open up the New Testaments to explore what the Christian hope's about, we see something different. We see that the Christian hope is about looking forward to something. About looking forward to something happening which we know will happen because of the actions of Jesus. The Christian hope is about being focused on not just Jesus' resurrection, but the gift of eternal life that God gives us because Jesus has risen from the dead and we've put faith in that. From 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 4 again, listen to this and listen to how secure, how guaranteed we can be in having hope in Jesus. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Did you hear that? We have hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And look what this hope gives us. An inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fail. I also invite you to check out this concept of hope in other parts of the New Testament. Have a look at Romans chapter 5, verses 5 to 8. Romans chapter 8, verses 24. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. And you'll see that this theme repeats. This theme that we have a guaranteed hope. A hope that has not may happen, a hope that will happen because of Jesus. So let's have a little bit closer look at our reading from Acts chapter 2, verses 22 to 23. And we know that it's from part of Peter's sermon. In verse 22, Peter basically says, God was active to humanity through Jesus' signs, wonders and miracles. God was setting the scene in the world that Jesus was the Messiah and giving them hints, in other words, that Jesus was someone special through the signs, wonders and miracles. But the problem was most of humanity didn't take notice of that. And the very people Jesus actually originally came for, the, the Jewish people, they betrayed Jesus and killed Jesus with the help of other humans as well. Now that's a bit of a contentious issue for some people, but just think about it. If they weren't there, me and you likely would have done the same thing may have disbelieved that Jesus was the Messiah because we could have been set in our ways following our traditions and the way we like life. Because what Jesus did, he confronted that. And he confronted that by basically saying that having a good relationship with God is not about what you do, but about what God does for you. And then Peter highlights and reminds us that, verse 24, that Jesus has defeated death. The key message of why God came to earth to defeat death, not to show, show the world how great he was alone, but to simply show the world how much he loved the people.
reminds us that this was all prophesied by David in verses 25 to 28. That God's actions were already foreseen by the prophets. And then Peter goes on to say, the one you look up to has died. In other words, he's highlighting to the Jewish people that you can have this focus on David, King David. Well, he's died and his body is still here. However, King David had some good news for us. And it wasn't by focusing on him, but by focusing on Jesus, King David's hero, which gives us life. And the last thing, this part of the, the sermon that Peter talks about, is that we are now witnesses to the risen Jesus. And so you can see that there's this movement from God wants to be in the world and show us love, but as humans we've kind of denied it, we've even wanted to push it aside or get rid of it. But God has persevered, and this has always been part of his plan. But instead of focusing on the, our personal heroes, let's focus on Jesus the number one hero, the one, the only one who can defeat death. And let us be witnesses of this. Don't keep this story just to ourselves. And so what does this mean for us as we live life with a resurrected focus? Well, the first thing is we need to spend time with the risen Jesus every day. I encourage you to do that, is to have time with Jesus every day. Read part of his scripture Reflect on his word. Use our daily Bible readings that we have available for you. Secondly, constantly remember and recognise what Jesus has done for you. That he has come into this world to pay the price for your sins. That's why every worship service we have a time of confession. And every time we have confession, we encourage to have a personal reflection so that we can recognise that we we are the ones who have contributed to Jesus going to the cross. But not only that, he has paid the price for our sins and has proven that those sins can't stop us being in heaven. Thirdly, as somebody who has a resurrection focus, live with faith in the risen Jesus. Live with faith in the risen Jesus above everything else, above not in things and not in people. Keep focused on Jesus. Have more faith in the resurrected Jesus than anything or anyone else in this world. Fourthly, allow your mission and your purpose in life to come from Jesus. If you're not quite sure what that means, I'd encourage you to constantly pray to God about that, to reading the scriptures, to see how you can use your current situation as a way of sharing the good news, sharing the witness that there is a God that loves you by helping others and by helping them know that there is a God in this world that loves them. And that means, fifthly, being a witness of what you know from Jesus and what you've experienced from Jesus. God's not calling you to have all the answers. He's got calling you to know everything about him. But what he has called each of us to, to do is be his witness in the world, to share with people his love and his grace, that he is the one 
that gives people a future. That Jesus has defeated death. That people's sins won't hold, be held against them. And lastly, living with a resurrection focus. Live knowing your hope in Jesus is guaranteed to deliver you eternal life. Occasionally I come across people who say they believe in Jesus and follow Jesus and they'll say, I hope I'm going to heaven. And what in discussion what they mean is they're not quite sure whether they're going to heaven. Well, I have hope that I'm going to heaven. And I know that hope will come true. Because it doesn't depend on me. It doesn't depend on my family or my father or my congregation. It depends only on Jesus. And so does yours. You have a guaranteed hope. Because Jesus has lived in this world. That he's gone to the cross for you. Paid the price of your sins. But more importantly, he has risen from the dead. Proving that he has defeated death. And nothing can stop God having you or me or anyone else who believes in him with him in heaven. You see, the resurrection of Jesus changes your future and it changes your life today. And I'd like to end on a short story. A number of years ago I came across a bloke who was very passionate about his faith. He was a hard-working truck driver. And when I talked to him about it, he says, I haven't always been this way. I continue driving trucks but I now drive trucks with the purpose of knowing that God loves me, but God calls me to be his witness wherever I go. And no matter whether I'm in a roadhouse or delivering goods or picking up goods, I always serve people in a way that God wants me to serve them. And sometimes, and sometimes opportunities open up to talk about why I'm so happy and why I have faith. May you be affected by the resurrection of Jesus.